Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of LMS Cast. I am Joshua Millage, and I'm on the road today, shooting from my home here in Indiana uh, during the holiday season. But that's not going to stop us from creating another podcast episode. And today, uh, we're going to do something a little different. I have been reading lots and lots of different articles from all over the web about e-learning and the LMS industry. And I found an incredible article by Chris Pappas, who is, uh, I believe, the founder of elearningindustry.com. And uh, today we're going to go over his post about the 11 tips for choosing the best learning management system um, and give our input on those 11 tips, uh, seeing that his article speaks directly to what I think is the enterprise-level LMS systems, and we're more WordPress LMS guys. So I think his points are really valuable and I would love for myself and Chris to talk over and, and give a WordPress angle. So, Chris, um, my first question to you, man, is uh, Chris Papa says, determine your learning development objectives in advance. What's your thoughts on that? What is a, first off, I think, what is a learning, you know, learning objective? And like, how should we determine those in advance? Well, it seems like something that you would think that people really do figure out before they get started building a learning management system, but that's not not always the case. You may have an expert or a teacher who just jumps right in and gets going, but determining your learning and development objectives is really taking a step back, taking that 30,000-foot view, looking at your prospective student or learner, and really getting clear on what that audience needs. Like, do they need a skill? Are they trying to get a job with a skill? Are they trying to, you know, develop in another way? But whatever that is, that's going to really frame in the, you know, your best decision for choosing a learning management system. And we've talked about this a lot in previous LMS cast episodes, just in general, how important it is to know your audience. Because once you know them, you'll know the system that you need to deliver uh, most efficiently and effectively your learning content. Right. And I, and I think what, what I, you know, read in the article, what I really liked is, is that's exactly what he was saying is you need to know which system is going to help you achieve those learning objectives. I think when you're coming from the WordPress LMS side of things, um, whether you choose, you know, our plugin lifter LMS or you're choosing learn dash or something else, it helps inform what plugin to choose first off. And then it, I think it also helps, helps you think about how to configure it and how to set it up appropriately to achieve those learning objectives. So I do, I think that's a great, great place to start. Uh, the second point he has is consider the skills of your learning and development team when, in value, when evaluating an LMS. Um, and I'm going to read a quote here because I think it was really informative. So it says, knowing the specific talents and skill sets of your learning and development team will enable you to choose an LMS that has the functionality and creative control you want and the usability you need. If you choose an LMS that is simple and easy to use but doesn't allow your learning and development team members to utilize their experience and know-how, then you're missing out on an invaluable human perspective. Um, I love that because I think one of the things that we fight in the WordPress LMS space is uh, the WordPress membership plugins. And people mm -hmm. go, well, I, I want a membership plugin um, and there, the, a lot of those membership plugins are simply just ability to create a login and protect some pages. There's no, 
real nitty-gritty assessment functionality and no real way to see if people are learning. And so I, the simplicity is there, but you're losing out on the the insights into how your students are learning. And so I think that that is a really important point that he drives home um, that can be, uh, I think, needs to be reiterated in, in our niche here and say, yeah, think think through that. Think through the capabilities of your team. So that could be your teachers and things. And um, and make sure you consider those. What, what's your thoughts on that? Because you run an LMS uh, with Organic Life Guru. That's more than one. You know, you you have a learning development team in a way. It's not just you yeah. teaching. So, well, I would pull out something from your quote, which was simple and easy to use. Because when you build a learning management system, it's you know, there's a moment if you're new to it where you realize that this isn't just another website. It is this whole other machine and tool with lots of moving parts and potentially multiple people involved in it, that when you construct a machine that's of value and usefulness to people, that's going to be a tool for them too. Like if you're thinking of yourself more as a publisher and you're going to bring in teachers or, or like an administrator and you're going to bring in teachers to plug into the system, if it's not simple and easy to use, you're going to start getting a lot of pushback. Um, the teachers may not maximize their potential with the platform and because they're just confused with the technology. So simple and easy to use is so important. And that's one of our key ethos at uh, Lifter LMS is we want a tool that anybody can pick up and get rolling with a learning management system built on top of WordPress and, uh, and extend out to whatever level and complexity they need to go to. That's perfect. The, the next one is assess your current learning development, learning and development strategy. Um, I think that's an interesting one because I think a lot of people kind of lump that into their needs, but I think it's important to distinguish like, this is what I need. And the strategy for me is more futuristic. Like this is where I'm going, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a good one because uh, if you are going to change learning management systems or it's your first time going to an online learning management system, uh, it's such a big opportunity to not just throw everything away that you've done before, but just leave the bad parts, take the good parts, and then get some new parts that are uh, even better that you know fulfill your learning objectives and meet the skills of your learning development team. It's such a big opportunity when you're changing or just starting with a, a new LMS. Mm-hmm. I like this, this next one. It says, get feedback from your learning and development staff. Um, I think that's incredible. I think feedback is something that most of us don't even consider um, when we're building out a learning development system or learning uh, LMS uh, system. I mean, especially if you're someone who's an, an edupreneur or something and you already have a couple of students, uh, maybe it's not that you're asking your internal people, what do you think, but you're asking your students, you know, what do you think? Uh, but feedback, 360-degree feedback is really important and I think will help set up the, the best system you know, for, your, for your learning management system. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that kind of feedback is critical to making sure that you make smart decisions in how you customize your LMS so that everybody's on the same page and, and supports it and you get buy-in. It's all about buy-in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, and then the next one is assess any technical considerations or limitations. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to know where you're going. You know, if you need 
things like uh, Scorum support, or you need it to integrate with a a Mailchimp or an Aweber, or you need it to integrate with some other sort of platform. You want to make sure that those things are um, on the the horizon for what system you're choosing. And that's something that we've really considered is in in developing Lifter LMS was what are the things that people need? What are the bare bone things people need? And then as we've developed it out, like where are the, what are the next things that people need based on their feedback? Um, And that's, that's one of the beauties of WordPress is it's so extendable and, you know, you can snap in other plugins and, and they'll, you know, can extend and add functionality very quickly and easily. Yeah. So that's one of the beauties of that. Yeah. And WordPress now is, is known for, um, powering some of the internet's largest publishing sites. And so the framework itself is very scalable if you have a team behind it that knows what to do. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for even the people that are looking at enterprise level LMS systems to come back to WordPress and look at it. And I really think WordPress is, um, is going to outdo a lot of those systems soon, especially things like what we're developing and the other people in the space are developing. It sure looks like it. <laughs> Maybe we're a little biased, but <laughs> um, let's see. Does the LMS offer the essential features and functions you really need? Again, I think that plays right into the next one. I don't think we need to really wrap on that one because um, we can lump those two together. But it's just taking the time. I think people, like at least I, in my experience, they go out and they go plug in crazy and they just buy a bunch of things but they're not taking the time to think through these questions. Um, the next one's really interesting. Review the experience and background of LMS vendors. So I think that's a huge one is like, where are you, where have you come from? Who are you? What do you know about learning? Um, I think that's what makes our team unique. You know, again, uh, not, not to focus at all on us, but you know, I have a background in academic publishing and knowledge management. You have a background in developing, your own LMS and e-learning businesses and that sort of thing. And so that lends to the way that we're developing our plugin. I'm not sure the background of, of LearnDash or any of the other ones, but it would be interesting and it, it shows who the people are behind the scenes who actually are, are supporting and building the product. So, yeah, and I think uh, like in the Lifter LMS example, we're a team. There's you, there's me, there's Mark, there's Thomas with very different skill sets and life experience. Some some other learning management systems come from a more top-down, one-person's product. Uh, there's not really that diversity that a team brings, which, mm-hmm. you know, that goes into the product. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it makes for a much more robust product. Um, what support services are offered by the LMS? I think that really um, is a good question to see, like, where, what support you need. You know, for us, it's... Um, it's everything from go do it yourself and we'll support on a yearly basis all the way up to if you need custom development help, we'll help you there. Um, but I think like with anything, it's what type of support is behind the product and how far is that support going to take you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Support is critical. And I mean, I think we're a little fanatical about support, you know, in the sense that, you know, we, we have a support forum. You can have you have our emails. You have a contact form. You have uh, we have a biweekly webinar right now with our customers where we offer mastermind uh, presentations and live question and answers. Yeah. So and people just love it, and and um, 
and they need it. And people need to be supported when they're building a learning management system. And it's when you choose it, just definitely investigate what the company is offering in terms of support. Right. Absolutely. I'd agree with that. Um, adaptability and maintenance are key to ensure the future success of your LMS. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's, it goes right back into the support, but I think that's the thing about our, our, the way that we look at it is it's a one-time fee and then it's a yearly service fee, and that's so that we can continue to adapt our plugin to the way that the WordPress um, core is being developed. And so I think it's really important to, to know that and know how we approach uh, adaptability and maintenance. And it's cost-effective. I mean, we're not charging that much money for that. You know, when you get into the upper echelon of LMSs, I'm sure it's a little different, but you want to make sure you know those numbers so that, that you know the cost of buying it now and implementing it now and then in the future. So anything Absolutely. to add, Chris? I mean, you've, you've seen, we've both seen systems that get locked down because that people haven't considered what the support and maintenance will be in the future, <clears> you know? Well, I would say, you know, in the WordPress ecosystem, maintenance and updates are, it's a mixed bag. One, it's nice that you can just click one button and update a, uh, you know, WordPress and plugins and stuff. The other thing is sometimes things break, but that's why what, what you need to do is have a backup system in place so that you can run a backup, which you should do regularly anyways to protect all your data, and then you can do the quick update, and as long as you didn't go plug-in crazy, you're going to be, uh, you know, like get too many, like 50 plugins going that are going to start conflicting with each other if one of them doesn't update and this sort of thing. Uh, that you'll be fine. And, and we update Lifter LMS. We have like these small incremental updates that are happening all the time and these bigger feature releases that happen. Mm-hmm. And I think the community is, they ask us about that. Like, when's the next update? When is, uh, you know, what's your update schedule? What's the product roadmap? Um, how do I extend it this way if we want to get into adaptability? So I think really exploring that and looking not only at the present at the LMS and what they say they're doing in the future, but look where they've come from in the past. And then you can really see the rate of change yeah. and ad- adaptability the company has presented. Yeah, that's really good. That's good feedback. Give me one second, Chris. I'm boiling some eggs, and I just realized they're going to be like really boiled if I don't go shut it off. So I'm okay. just going to keep the recording running, and I can snap it back in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
Sorry. It's all good. I was like, I looked down and it's been 20 minutes. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. All right. And I think you're on 10. Yeah. Let me go back and look at that. Cool. And number 10 is ask for a trial or demonstration. Um, I can see how this would be really, really important in the larger enterprise LMS systems. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Like you want to get a walkthrough of how it's going to work. And uh, in the WordPress LMS space, I think it's less of an issue because you usually, like us, we have a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you can actually download it and use utilize it and work it into your system. And if it doesn't work, get your money back. So, um, But I do think it's important to like try before you buy, you know, and that sort of thing. So absolutely, it's like a uh, a car. You know, it's a complicated machine. So because of that, you take it for a test drive. Yeah. Uh, and if it's something more simple, like a dry erase board or something, you just buy it. You don't need to, you know, take out the markers and write on there before you buy it. You know what it's going to do. But with complexity, you should always be able to test. Right, and I think that people should be able to. Um, I mean, the important thing is you don't want to put all this time and effort in setting up your LMS and then know that it wasn't going to work, you know? Yeah. So it's really important to to do that. Um, 11 is consider the data tracking capabilities of the LMS. And um, I think that's huge because the, the data, I mean, I think we're at the very beginning of a huge trend in the e-learning and LMS industry. And I think that having data associated with your student and being able to take that data with them is going to be so very important um, now and in the future. And so I think that understanding how data is stored and understanding um, the availability and the analytics behind the LMS is crucial. Um, I'm really interested to see what's ha- going to happen too with things like Tin Can and Scorum support and more of a personal like usage standpoint, like will I be able to have a kind of open source, you know, profile where all that data can be attached to me and I can take that from LMS to LMS? I don't know. The sky's the limit. But the point of the matter is it's definitely um, interesting to ask that question and see what type of support is, is around that that point there. So Absolutely. And, and that's that's something we're working on at Lifter LMS right now is really develop, developing out the analy- analytics capabilities within the learning management system and listening to the user base and the audience in terms of what types of data they're most interested in, how they want to use it, how they want to sort it and manipulate it and that sort of thing. And, and then there's the whole uh, thing you're talking about with an LRS, a learning record store. Mm-hmm. And so if that is important to you, uh, you know, that's an important part in choosing your LMS and making sure it has the, you know, meets the data requirements that you need. Yeah, absolutely. 
Cool. Well, I hope that this helps, and I hope we can get Chris uh, Pappas on the line here to give us some feedback on this, and he, we would love to have him on LMS Cast for maybe an interview or something like that. But um, until next week, we will see you soon.